Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for whatculture.com. And you know what? Movie sequels can certainly be nothing more than just cynical attempts to milk the cash cow for every last cent. But the best sequels feel vital and moreover manage to move the main characters on in meaningful and gratifying ways. But not all sequels are created equal, as we all know too well. And so it's far more common for characters to just pick up the idiot ball and start running with it enthusiastically in the next movie. Well, Let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 movie heroes who fell for the same shit in the sequels. Number 10. Laurie thinks that Michael Myers cares about her. Halloween kills. So basically, since its inception, the Halloween franchise has been fixated on the dynamic between masked murderer Michael Myers and the beleaguered babysitter Laurie Strode, with the original Halloween 2 controversially revealing Laurie to be Michael's younger sister. But the 2018 Halloween, serving as a direct continuity rejigging sequel to the 1978 original, throws out that familial link and instead hinges around the radical, brilliant idea that Michael actually doesn't care about Laurie at all. Laurie herself is depicted as a traumatized survivalist who has been waiting 40 years to have a final showdown with the fella. Whereas to Michael, she's basically nothing. In fact, Laurie and Michael only end up facing off in Halloween 2018 because of a convoluted subplot where the good doctor effectively shoves Michael towards her. The recently released sequel, Halloween Kills, sees Laurie basically make the same mistake. While she spends the bulk of the film lying in a hospital bed, once she learns that Michael is still alive, she again believes that he is on the way to the hospital to battle her. As Laurie learns once more in the chilling ending, though, Michael didn't give her a second thought and just wanted to go home. Number nine. Ian Malcolm goes back to a dinosaur-infested island, The Lost World, Jurassic Park. As sequel to hit movies go, The Lost World, Jurassic Park clearly struggles to justify its own existence, both through the ass-pull revelation that the dinosaur-infested Ila Nublar had a previously unmentioned sister island, Ila Sauna, and also the fact that nobody in their right mind would ever go back there. Except that's exactly what Dr. Ian Malcolm, one of the first film's major vestiges of intelligence, reason, and bare-chestedness, actually did. Despite very nearly losing his life after visiting the first island in the first movie, Malcolm is coaxed into heading to this second island to help document the dinosaurs that are roaming free there, largely because his girlfriend, Sarah Harding, was part of the expedition. Now, to be totally fair, to Ian, he was at an incredibly low point in his life here. Having been publicly smeared by John Hammond's scheming nephew Peter Ludlow, such that anything that came out of his mouth was basically discredited. Even so, Ian throws himself headlong into 
another majorly life-threatening escapade, having seemingly not learned his lesson the last time. He escapes with his life intact once again, though this time only barely. And to make matters worse, his gymnast daughter Kelly stows along for the ride, causing her life to also be put at risk. With rumors swirling that the upcoming Jurassic World Dominion will return to Ela Sauna, hopefully Malcolm won't score the three-peat of stupidity by going back again. Number 8. Snake Gets Arrested and Sent on a Suicide Mission Escape from L.A. John Carpenter's cult classic action thriller Escape from New York follows the exploits of the hero-turned-criminal Snake Plissken, who gets arrested after breaking into the Federal Reserve and is offered a deal. Rescue the missing president and his criminal slate will be wiped clean. To enforce the mission's 24-hour time limit, Snake also has an explosive capsule placed into his arteries that is primed to blow if the POTUS isn't rescued within the time frame. Snake then completes the mission, and that's that. Escape from LA is a classic case of a sequel that basically is the same movie with some slight variables changed. Snake is once again arrested and given a grim out. If he can retrieve a technological MacGuffin, he'll be pardoned, but with a virus coursing through his veins, he's only got 10 hours to get the job done. Now, granted, the world is an absolute dystopian hellhole in both Escape from movies, so Snake's crimes were perhaps more about survival than mere greed, but even so, knowing the stern punishment he suffered the first time around, he might have wanted to keep his crimes a little more low-key in the future, right? Number 7. Thor is a sucker for all of Loki's tricks. Thor, the Dark World. Considering that Thor and his half-brother Loki suffered through each other's company for the better part of a millennium, Thor really should be able to see through his mischievous siblings' tricks by now, right? In the first Thor film, Loki tricked him by seemingly falling to his death but miraculously living to fight another day. He then resurfaced in The Avengers, which, within the tapestry of the MCU, is basically a sequel to Thor, and used his duplication trick to trap Thor inside the Helicarrier's glass prison, which he then dropped out of the sky. But Loki saved his most cunning trickery for Thor the Dark World, faking his own death and disguising himself as his adopted father, Odin. Granted, Thor's foolishness is more charming than annoying in these films, and you can definitely bet that he would do anything to have his departed trickster brother brought back amongst the living. Number 6. Sarah Connor thinks she saved her son. Terminator Dark Fate Terminator's Sarah Connor may be one of the most potent and badass heroines in cinema history, but she's also made one big mistake, and that is ever assuming the fight is over. The original Terminator has an optimistic-ish ending where Sarah has defeated the T-800 and eliminated all roadblocks to birthing the future saviour of humanity, John Connor. Now, a storm is definitely coming, but Sarah has played her part in ensuring the future plays out as intended. Yet, of course, that isn't the case, as in T-2, John's life is threatened once more when Skynet sends another Terminator, the T-1000, back to kill him as a child. Skynet again fails, though T-2's ending suggests a rather uncertain future. It's once again optimistic-ish that the threat has been quashed, but again, that wisdom is shown to be bunk in the most recent Terminator film, Dark Fate, which serves as a direct sequel to T-2. In its infuriating opening sequence set a few years after T2, John is gunned down by another T-800 sent back through time by Skynet, causing Sarah to become a traumatized Terminator huntress. If the Terminator movies have proven anything, it's that as long as a studio believes a sequel is worth making, nobody can ever let their guard down. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Number five, the Abbots Go Barefoot, A Quiet Place Part 2. As much as people rag on A Quiet Place's Abbott family for foolishly getting pregnant in the middle of an apocalypse, I mean, it's definitely not ideal for sure, there's another peculiar decision that they make, and that is seen while navigating the forest completely barefoot. Now, obviously, it makes sense not to wear giant clunky shoes in a hellscape where extraterrestrial monsters can hear your every move, but there's probably a sensible medium between leaden boots and going au naturel. Given that Evelyn ends up stepping on a nail in the first movie and almost getting herself killed in the process, there's surely an argument to be made for at least wearing, I don't know, socks or some incredibly light or durable plimpsole type footwear? Unfortunately, the family doesn't change up their traversal methods in A Quiet Place Part 2, and this is intriguingly juxtaposed against their fellow survivor Emmett, who despite wearing shoes doesn't seem to attract much more attention at all. While you can defend the Abbott's decision on the basis that they didn't know much about the new changed world, while Emmett clearly did, it's still basic common sense that at least wearing socks wouldn't create any more noise than going barefoot and somewhat lessens the risk of noise-causing injury. Now that they're fully acquainted with Emmett, they've really got no excuse to be socked and shooed up for A Quiet Place Part 3. And yeah, we know that's coming. Number 4. Brody Gets Jerked Around by the Mayor Jaws 2 Though the villain of the original Jaws is, of course, the man-eating shark, many might consider the true antagonist to be Mayor Larry Vaughan, who refuses to listen to Chief Brody's demands to close Amity Island's beach for fear of destroying the town's precious summer economy. In Jaws 2, Brody believes another shark is terrorizing the town and again brings his concerns to Vaughan, who, in addition to inexplicably being re-elected, unsurprisingly dismisses 
dismisses Brody's claims out of concerns for tourism. Though Vaughn does ultimately come to believe Brody, it's basically far too late as the rest of Amity Town Council votes against him. Brody's dealings with Vaughn in the first film were really proof enough that he wasn't worth the hassle, simply wasting a ton of time and energy that could have been spent on, you know, hunting the shark. Sure, Brody needed Vaughn's sign-off to hire Quint in the original film, but by the time a second attack took place, he should have known that Vaughn couldn't be relied upon to put safety ahead of commercial interests. You were better off going it alone, Brody. Number 3. The Wolfpack Gets Hammered the Night Before a Wedding The Hangover Part 2 We're using the term heroes incredibly liberally in the case of the Hangover movies, but all the same, the four members of Doug's bachelor party, better known as the Wolfpack, are the guys that we're supposed to root for. In the first film, they of course end up blind drunk the night before Doug's wedding and wake up with no idea what the hell happened. It's a clever setup for a uniquely puerile detective story of sorts, even if holding a bachelor party the night before a wedding is an insanely stupid idea. Considering the modern norm is at least a week, if not a few months before the wedding, this might be the most credible straining aspect of the entire story. The Hangover Part 2 basically sees the wolf pack repeating the same mistake. Though they technically only meet up for a few polite drinks the night before Stu's wedding, it doesn't surprise anyone that it results in another night of amnesia-inducing debauchery. At one point, Stu even says, I can't believe this is happening again, because who could have possibly foreseen that going for drinks with your hell-raising pals the night before the damn wedding could result in disaster? Come on, Stu. Number 2. Xavier Trusts and Forgives Magneto X-Men Apocalypse The tentative friendship between X-Men's Magneto and Charles Xavier has been one of the most fascinating character dynamics in comic book movie history, albeit one distended to basically self-parodying ends in the more recent prequel movies. In X-Men First Class, Magneto goes pretty off-piste in his quest for revenge, only for Xavier to have him broken out of prison to save them from the Sentinels in X-Men Days of Future Past. But of course, Magneto then tries to kill Richard Nixon, which is maybe not that villainous, before being allowed to live a quiet, peaceful life in X-Men Apocalypse. This is then disrupted by the murder of his family, causing him to align himself with Apocalypse, where he alters Earth's magnetic field, killing potentially tens of millions of people. But absurdly, Xavier is once again chummy with him at the film's end, completely downplaying the destruction he caused, no matter that he was being manipulated by Apocalypse. It's just ridiculous by this point, and makes Xavier seem a lot less smart than his salutation would imply. And number one, Bourne gets lured out of hiding after someone close to him dies. Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne is a pretty smart cookie and an extremely adept fighter. That much is most definitely true, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have a blind spot, which in his case appears to be pretty imperiled women. In the second movie, The Bourne Supremacy, we see Bourne brought out of hiding after his lover Mary is gunned down by an assassin. And in the fourth film, Jason Bourne, he's again lured out when his longtime pal Nicky is shot and killed by the asset. Now revenge is revenge and all, but Bourne played right into the hands of these assassins by coming to the surface and leaving a giant pile of bodies in his wake. Some deserved and others not. Those responsible certainly got theirs, but was their trail of carnage really worth the cold, hollow revenge in the end, Jason? As the professor tells Jason in the first film, look at what they make you give. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.